Insert your own theme tune here. Insert another theme tune here. Now insert some incidental music while we walk to the podcast. Now <laughs> applaud whilst acting like a, um, a giraffe. Do whatever you're told. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nick Doody and Carrie Marks with their new hypnosis show. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you are now walking like a giraffe, you are too easily influenced. <laughs> I don't like how long it took me there to come up with an animal. <laughs> I was going, walk like, oh, fuck it, I don't know, fucking giraffe. Like, how would you even walk like a giraffe? Like, if you had to do an impression of an animal, would you go and someone shout giraffe? Go, there used to be a thing that... What's it doing? I mean, is it near a watering hole? Yeah. Is it going for leaves? There was an old clown bit where they'd uh, do it for kids' shows and stuff. They'd hold up different signs and, and the kids have to make do the animals. So it's like a cow, everyone goes moo, a duck, everyone goes quack. And then you do a giraffe. This <laughs> is or a cat will see one of the choose and tries to remember whether they've got things on their head or you just made that up because you want mushrooms. Was was lovely. I saw a clown doing it once and the kids did make a noise. It was nothing like I expected giraffe mates, but they they were they they, they just realised they had to make a noise so they did it. Um, <laughs> me, me, me and uh, Kirsty, my uh, uh, wife, uh, in Amsterdam once. So this is legal were uh, very high mushrooms and giggled for about an hour <laughs> while we were not sure if we made it up but totally agreed or it was a real thing that giraffes have weird little tiny horn things on their heads. Right. Yeah. And they do. Yeah, uh, they're, they're called do. ossicones. Are they? Yeah. All right, so um, this is uh, educational. So uh, that's today... Your that's your fact. We normally we, we save the fact till a bit later. Yeah. This is a Citizens of Nowhere. I'm Nick Doody. I'm Kerry Marks. And, and thank you for joining about... us again. Uh, thank you for doing your own theme tune. Again, those of you regular listeners who have your theme tune all at hand. Uh, and what, what is this? Uh, t- let's talk about w- what this podcast is for people who've never heard it before and uh, haven't got a clue. It, what it's we... about giraffes. What this doing? is uh, the most giraffe-based we podcast. We do giraffe facts. We're here in uh, a friend's lounge. Uh, he's out at the moment. Yeah, um, he doesn't know, doesn't know we're here, or that we have keys. He's the friend that we mention occasionally on the podcast, and might one day come on it just to prove he is real, uh, which might be a surprise to him. Uh, yeah, we're in, uh, we're in our friend Matt's uh, flat in London, where I'm stuck because all of the trains going north were cancelled last night. The wrong kind of heat. Yeah. The wrong kind of sun. I'm not sure. What was the reason they get they've given? Uh, it was some, signal the, failure. The, it was the it was overhead lines were yeah, somewhere yeah. somewhere beyond Peter. Do we believe anything they say anymore? I've been on a train where they gave three different excuses in the same. Uh, what it was, we stopped, and picked up another. Uh, I think a different train manager got on and then made an announcement. And the one before had said it was overhead, and the other one said it was uh, weather conditions. And then there was a third announcement for some reason in which they said <laughs> it was to do with a train that had got stuck further down the line. Okay, and everyone's looking at each other going. You, 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 that you've contradicted yourself completely. But what if they if they'd added because of the previous two conditions? Yeah, the, well, the other okay, one but... could lead to the other, but you know, a little bit of consistency does help. So yes, we're here in a lounge. There's um, Matt has lots of unusual things. Uh, he has a, is that a My Little Pony? Don't describe the lounge. To I'll describe your lounge, his lounge, because Matt might be listening to this. Uh, well, he will listen. He will. To this. He so he might like a description of his lounge. Here's to our There's our a only small purpose, purple Christmas tree. Um, a character that I think is from Frozen, is it? But with um, <laughs> you asking me? Because <laughs> I thought you might know that kind of thing. Um, 
with a with a, a star of David on the box, which doesn't make much sense. There is a a large um, James Bond um, Sean Connery cutout uh, with Matt's clothes on his shoulder. So Matt likes to believe that Sean Connery carries his trousers around. In, in fairness, <laughs> that was a present from me. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and my friend. Uh, this is a friend of mine. Is a friend of ours. Who's a oh, I see how you just Bond. detach me completely. But I, I assumed from your uh, sarcasm at his room that you were a number of friends. <laughs> I'm describing a friend's flat. Yeah, I gave, me, uh, I gave him a, a big old uh, six foot tall James Bond Sean Connery cutout. Is that the um, Sean Connery's exact size? And I, but I'm regretting it now because it... I had to sleep in this room last night and it freaks you out when you open your eyes. You got well, you got a cutout of a man with a gun staring yeah. at you all night. <laughs> a, a deliciously handsome man with a gun. All right, something's just come out that I didn't know about you. Uh, yeah, this, this just ends. Sean Connery is handsome. There's an Einstein model. There's a model car on top of some plastic cups, which look like I don't know whether they're just like just display plastic cups. That'd be weird. Maybe they're not plastic cups. Oh, just to fill you in, before this podcast, we agreed that we should say what the podcast's about. Yeah, and no, I said I'm just talking instead, about things. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's interesting. I like rooms with things in, and this room has things in it. You know, if you haven't heard before, this is a there's a red London bus over there. Two stand-up comics uh, we talk about things we're interested in and in particular things that we have opinions on. We've talked about things we're not interested in. We'll just talk about shit. We are now, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm interested in the things I'm talking about. You're the one who's not. Desperate to change the conversation back to the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) All right. If if only we edited this. We don't edit. What's the podcast about, Nick? I think it's, it's two people who... Uh, stand-up comics who are interested in the world and things that happen in the world and have opinions on it that they would sometimes rather not type out online. Why not? Because you get shit. You, you, it, it's very difficult online to say what you think about something because what people are really scanning for is to... It's tribal allegiance. is to see, are you on my tribe or not? And I rarely ever do... I, in my tribe. And it's, it's not... It's not through any kind of real fear. Or it is a kind of fear, but it's not a fear as in, I'm afraid, I'm scared, help me. It's a kind of fear of, I'm going to get stuck in something now that's going to go on for the rest of the day where someone argues over a word I use. Or, <coughs> yeah. or the fact that because I haven't agreed with them that therefore I am some... This is a weird thing that you get so much now. You're then the opposite thing. You know, you're you're Sorry? You, you're you're arguing with something that, say, some Labour politician has said, therefore you're right-wing murderer, right. blah, blah, or the other right. way around. You know, you're arguing something that a, a, a right-wing commentator has said, and therefore you're a communist. And you go, wow, we're so, we're in such a polarisation now. And it's because polarisation sells. You know, if you really want to get noticed these days... No, then, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> say something like fucking ridiculous, and that is more discussable than saying something that, that's... Uh, you know, that's just sensible. No one cares for sensible anymore. Sensible doesn't get clicks. No. And the thing I, I realised today, that there's a bunch of quotes that are very commonly uh, used as evidence by people. Like, yeah, I lean left of centre politically, but not like far left of centre. I'm not a big fan of Jeremy Corbyn's, for instance. But... Uh, I there was are looking, people I was who looking are. at something as earlier. It's weird, there are. But anyway, go and on. That, well, it's not weird. But, it is weird. Go on. But, uh, I'm I, not I thoroughly. Was, I, I, I was looking at some quotes 
and realising that there's a bunch of quotes that are quoted by people who are quote unquote on my side. Okay. If, if you think of it, if you think of it tribally, right. on my side, that are used all the time. So, so Boris Johnson and Michael Gove and Donald Trump, and in all three cases, the quotes have a context to them that robs them of the power they're meant to have. So, the, the, uh, so the, the big one. Okay. Uh, so the, the the most obvious, I think, is uh, Michael Gove saying, "We've had enough of experts." I think pe- people in the country have had enough of experts. That's been quoted and quoted and quoted. I, I remember I've, seeing that get quoted. And I, I've heard stand-up comments who I love and respect saying that this is the most disgraceful thing. This is a watershed in our national in the national narrative, and that he said those exact words. Yes, as the beginning of a sentence. That continued. Right, this, this is the other reason we're doing this, because, and why it's hard to lay into this on, on the internet, is because I think there's a type of thinking that's become prevalent. If I hear that someone has said a thing, yeah, my interest now, before I can comment, I can't make a comment on it without knowing the context. What was they? What were they right. saying? Why did they say a thing? Right? Okay, so finish this off now. Go on. What was the overall uh, so the context I, 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 was that he meant it? Uh <laughs> And then he just he just started taking his clothes off and started dancing. <laughs> um, he said, "I think people in this country have had enough of experts coming from in, you know organisations uh, with with acronyms for names, telling them what like it was it was a much longer sentence, right? Okay, but it's always been he's not sh- saying there should be no experts, right? He's, we need expertise is wrong. Always been shortened down to we've had enough experts, yeah, and that isn't what he was saying, right? yes." And I do not like Michael Gove. I do not agree. No, with but that's Michael a Gove horrible thing to do. I don't. I don't agree with him at all. I don't like him at all. But that's a bit like if you went. You know, I don't like women uh, not earning as much as men. <laughs> he doesn't right. like women. I mean, I don't. But that's not the point. That is it, isn't it? You, you can you can always take a phrase out of context. And really, in our modern world, unless we get better at learning how to find the context or, or looking up facts better. Unless we, we, we get better at finding out the correct uh, sites that will give us decent information, we're losing the plot. Because in a world where misinformation is so damn easy, not being able to uh, you know properly research... And I, yeah. I, I wonder whether in schools now... I know I've been to school for a long time. I wonder if they even teach how to research something that you've heard. Because that would be a very good exercise. It would... But it's not it's not why people do this, right? That, that your reason for quoting this person isn't to be accurate. Your reason is to, your to spread is to the ba- inaccuracy, yeah, really. Yeah, your reason is to back up your position. Right. You're just finding another one. I can remember another one which was the... And this one's kind of dodgy because... Okay, well, let's, let's do the, the... I don't remember the exact quote, but this is where uh, Boris Johnson... Uh, and we've talked about this before. He was comparing uh, Muslim wear- women wearing burqas to letterboxes. And we talked about, what was the show where we mentioned it before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, because we pointed out that uh, Boris Johnson was kind of stealing an old joke of Harry's. <laughs> yeah, he stole a joke of mine, which I don't want to go through again. I was trying to remember the episode. you remember what it was called? No. All right. Look it through. There's something that's titled um, Boris Johnson, did Boris Johnson still carry Marx's joke? Which... He did, and he got it out of context. My jokes are much more thought out than his, okay? And he's a, he's a prime minister. He's not allowed to do jokes like that. But anyway, uh, 
it, it gets taken out of context to suggest that he is against women wearing burqas, but actually the overall piece was he was saying they have a right to wear burqas and that it's okay for them to wear burqas, that, but he thinks it's it's uh, uh, he doesn't agree with them wearing it, but he's for the, their right to wear it. So that is, once again, it's an arguable one where it's taken out of context. You know, what he's saying right. isn't... It, what he's saying is wrong, but for a different reason. Well, there's another massively quoted Boris Johnson quote, which is... Um, Talking about black people as pickaninnies with watermelon smiles. Remember okay. that? Okay, yeah, I remember that. He, happened, did, yeah. he did. He wrote that in an article, but he wrote it in an article where he was talking about Tony Blair going to Africa, and he's mocking him as arriving in Africa as the great white savior, and he's clearly as a stylistic choice. He's deliberately using colonial racist language. Yeah. So, like, he did write those words, but deliberately doing it. That he's mocking that idea of of seeing the the natives as savages kind of thing. Yeah, like I no. can sometimes. I, and I, know, I'm not saying Boris Johnson. No, it's has not about liking Boris Johnson. I'm just, I just saying, I if be... you are picking on him for that, you are deliberately overlooking the the reason that he's doing it. And the, do you know what the reason I know this is? Uh, Andrew Doyle. Uh, Inspector wrote, uh, wrote a thing where he said, oh, "I can't honestly do that," and I, and I read it. And I'm like, oh God, you're right. Yeah. You're completely right. Yeah. That's unfair, basically. It's unfair to yeah. take something out of context in order, you know, if, if you can dislike certain people without that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You don't need to. It's, it's you know, President Trump, you, you can you can find enough shitty things he says without having to take something out of context to show him as shitty. Well, my next example, um, the Charlottesville thing that went on, yeah. where there were uh, two... Uh, two rival groups, pro- yeah. Pro- protests. Yeah, it, it was about uh, taking down the statue of Robert E. Lee originally, and a lot of people protesting. And Trump, like, we don't need to say it's that Trump has some pretty unsavory characters in his orbit. Loads, and, yeah. And we also don't need to say that Trump's a fucking racist. Uh huh. And and sexist. Considering what saying, I feel a bit weird about saying this, but because it's not. Kind of official, but there there is such strong chat. Like basically, there, there, there's a lot of reason to believe that there there exists tapes of Trump saying things that are absolutely fucking outrageously racist on tape when he was doing The Apprentice, but because the producer of The Apprentice won't make them public. Oh really? Yeah. Um, is that known? Yeah, kind. Of. Like, but then again, is it a kind of? I've I've got to go kind of hearsay, right? Right. So, but the reason the reason I'm saying this is because I don't want anyone. Trouble is, you tell me something like this, and I yeah. become that type of. My first thought is probably. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So as I I cannot say that for definite. And right, it's, some and it's, people and it's would argue. Seller. Some people would argue the point is that he's consistently a thing, and so why would you quibble over? Yeah, but he didn't actually also, say also, that. Also, also just, one. So, just fucking no, last, but, just like just last week, he he, he uh, said that the, the congresswoman should go home to their country. Like the guy, the guy's oh, no, clearly not, the way not he afraid thinks. of. All right, but racism, someone else right? might say he clearly is racist, and he clearly has been consistently so. So why would you quibble over something where you go, yeah, but he didn't really mean it, or, or that's not quite what he said on that right. occasion. So, so explain so, so, why. So, he, he, right, he, here's, here's my point. Um, he has been quoted endlessly about the sh- in the Charlottesville thing of refusing to criticise white nationalists right. by saying there were very fine people on both sides. 
Yep. Here's a quote from him, right? Uh, he said, they're very fine people on both sides. And a minute later, he goes, uh, so you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? Right. So, so when people say he wouldn't condemn them, he literally he did. He did condemn he li- them, right. He literally did, unequivocally, in that sentence. And what's really annoying to me is people who, who sort of ought to be on, quote-unquote, my side... Who don't give a shit when it's when when the evidence is piling up in their favour, whether the evidence is really crystal but clear. Not. Okay, but and I'm being devil's advocate here because yeah. I, I'd like to try and work out this argument a little bit better because like if someone is constantly uh, I don't know going around punching children, right? Yeah. And then one day uh, they get angry and they punch a wall and a child goes ow and he wasn't anywhere near and you go even though you knew he didn't, you tell people that he punched a child again. But you might be wrong about that, and you might right. be putting it out, but you still know that he does punch children. See, are you doing anything that wrong? Sorry. What I'm saying Say is, again. if in one occasion, <laughs> if in one occasion he hasn't done the thing that he, he has done on other occasions, yeah. right? So let's say you're misquoting Trump, right? Or, or misrepresenting yep. Trump on this occasion. But he has done the same thing. He has done exactly what you're accusing him uh-huh. of on plenty of other occasions. Why would it bother you that people are getting that one occasion wrong? Uh, because there's no external difference between you lying about that one time and you lying about any other thing. The, you it, shouldn't it, have it, to, right? I mean, if, if you've got enough evidence, you shouldn't have to use that, that yeah, one that, and insist on it. But Yeah, so, yeah, you get that thing of, okay, so we've got to get Al Capone on tax evasion. All right, but my interest is why would it bother you? Is it because you want the person to have a fair trial or what? Yes, I want everybody to have a fair trial, and it's important. That, like, it, it's absolutely fucking crucial that everybody in the world, no matter how awful, okay, gets a fair trial. If if that's not that, the case, then the law doesn't work. I the think there's two things. Though. I think that saying a fair trial is about them, right? And I agree with you. Someone should get a fair trial, but to me, it also says something about us because if we're putting out false information, we can no longer feel like the good guys. You know, I mean, we, we yeah. can no longer feel like there's veracity to anything else we're saying. What, 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 right, what's the difference? Okay, so you you reckon you know that someone punches children, but you can't prove it. But you, but you can sort of prove it when it's not true. Yeah, like you can yeah, convince yeah. someone it's not true. Yeah, but if you can convince someone when that's not true, you can convince someone another thing that's not true. Yeah. If the if the law but... won't protect them because you're lying, then it won't protect you when someone's lying. It, uh, there's a lovely line in the in the film and the play uh, "A Man for All Seasons." You know the yes. the, uh, the Thomas More film. Yeah. When someone would you know would you tear down the law to, to get to, to get to the devil? I'm gonna I'm gonna mangle the quote horribly, right? But uh, and he goes to get to the devil. Of course I would. And he goes and when you turn back and look at the mangled law, and there's no law left, who's there to protect you? Yeah, right. That's why. That's why things like law. And, 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 and philosophy and and, well, and your, your philosophy yeah, someone, wrote, someone wrote a nice They have thing. to be fucking solid. Someone wrote a nice thing about and, it the other day about how when lie. you were, when you weaponize something, it's like you might like lose control of that thing, but the weaponization yeah. still remains for someone else to use. You know, yes. you created the weapon. Yeah. Uh, so there's the uh, Jefferson once said, uh, "No, no government, no matter how liberal, should ever put in place the mechanisms for totalitarianism." Yeah. 
Which, yeah. look at the world now, right? Whatever... Say you really love Tony Blair. Or you really love Barack Obama. And you think he should be allowed to do whatever he wants. The powers you're granting to him then... Yeah. Literally today have been inherited by Boris Johnson. And the powers that you grant to Barack Obama have now been granted to Donald Trump. Yeah. It's really fucking important that this stuff is universal. Yes. We should talk about this. Uh... By the way, we're comedians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a very hot day today as well, I should say. It's, um, it's been boiling hot. And tomorrow we're expecting, is it the hottest day? In... Possibly in history. Not so... in history, in British history. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we are not, not facing the hot. Not, not on day, every planet is, and every country. The world has not turned in that direction. In yeah, that but this, this is the, uh, we have a new prime minister, Boris Johnson. Yeah, uh, on the day before is going to be the hottest day in history. Yeah, yeah. The day before hell. The day before we all the just day before die fucking heat. burning. Um, I can't get my head around Boris Johnson now being the Prime Minister. I don't know loads about him. Like, I've avoided most of his career because I don't watch a lot of telly. I never saw him once on when he was on Have I Got News For You or anything <laughs> else that seemed to... And it did. It made a big difference to his career. You know, It cemented him as being this funny guy that the public <sighs> could, could like and go, he's one of us, which he really isn't. But now it's happened. Something that the comedians... I've seen so many comedian jokes ages... I remember ones from years ago of comedians joking about the idea that Boris Johnson would one day be the Prime Minister. Yeah. And it's... You know, it's... I don't know. I don't even know how to react to it at this moment. Anymore. I have a, li- I, I, a line of Madame Show about people... I had, I've had it in, 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 uh, in gigs where you get Boris and they go, Hey! And you go, Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and why? Go, well, at least it's a laugh. Yeah. And it's always the... Well, you know... It, that, that to me is like John Wayne Gacy killed people but at least he dressed like a clown <laughs> <laughs> at least he's a laugh fuck that's, that's not the first thing you're looking for in a prime minister really is it you know no not really at yeah least he... no, oh, at least you can't take him seriously when he's yeah, making, yeah, exactly, when he's making yeah. these decisions yeah. on behalf of the entire fucking country so what's going on? I'm not, I'm not really following. There's been a massive... People started calling it a cabinet reshuffle, but that doesn't seem right, really. Surely a, a new prime minister gets to choose a cabinet. Yeah, I think I think it's technically not... Like, if this is a reshuffle... Yeah. ...then a card trick... <laughs> it's like, yeah, if no torch for the card if trick. If I'm living in a house and I decide that I don't like the cabinet, <laughs> you know, I get yeah. rid of it and get a new one, that's changing a cabinet. But if I've just moved into a house... Yeah, it's, uh, no, I, th- it's I, th- I think technically speaking, it's, it's, not, it's not reshuffled because he's a new Prime Minister who gets to pick the cabinet. Right, so, yes. Uh, but also, there's a whole shit of the people who've resigned. Right. Because they object to him. Right, and he's getting his team around him and they're proper... From a, from a quick glance, it looks like it's all solidly right-wingy, conservative-y, Brexit-y. I don't really know. I, I know... Uh, from what I, from, I, I haven't had a proper look so through. So, Priti Patel it, but... is now the yeah, Home she... Secretary. Yeah. And I think Sajid Javid is the Chancellor. I think so, yeah. But this is like... This is Twitter news for me. This is like... I've not looked... Yeah, this was a quick glance on Twitter on the way through, but... Um, that's predictable. And, uh, and Dominic Cummings, I believe, is now his advisor, which is interesting. Okay. I don't know I, much about Dominic Cummings, really. Well, he was very involved in the um, the Brexit campaign in the first place. So, I, I And he's, part, I think, partly been blamed for uh, 
knowingly putting out facts that were wrong to encourage the country to go Brexit in the first place. No. Would you believe that? Wow. Yeah. Um, and it depends whether he's being chosen, like a lot of this cabinet, is what's in the mind of Boris right now? Is it uh, getting a Brexit deal or is he more thinking about a cabinet that, that will be good for the um, for an early election, which he might go for now as well, because he needs to get a majority, really? Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because um, what, what does he want? By the way, I don't know if you can hear this, but there's a there's a burglar alarm oh, somewhere. Fuck, I thought it was me. I thought I was making that alarm noise again. I thought it was you <laughs> my for a while. My head goes on. I? I, thought, I thought this is getting hot when I'm doing my kettle thing. <laughs> I don't know whether you can hear it. There. I don't think you can. That's why I didn't mention it. But there's a noise from the window. Is that a car alarm? I don't know. I thought you knew your alarms. I thought you were an alarm expert. No, no, no. no. A lot of people think that. Shit. You know, no. No, Nick for years, and I always thought he was an alarm expert. Nah. I've never asked him about it just because I knew I'd be out of my depth. I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I've just dropped the subject. Yeah, it's really weird that we're talking about Boris getting in and then an alarm goes off. <laughs> yeah. And then the world melts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to know what's gonna happen next. It's really people people describe all this in uh, in hyperbolic terms that I don't even know whether they're hyperbolic or not. The whole cliff edge thing and so on. We really don't know what we're into entering into. And there's a chance it could work out and be good, but I can't I can't see it right now. No and I can't it, see any reason to be confident of that at all. He he seems to have gone promising first of all, he's not an elected like I was like, 0.14% of the population, something fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, less than 200,000 people voted. For, he, he got 96,000 votes, something like that. But this is a major problem with party membership now. That's How, how recently has all that changed? But that's how many people have voted him in and now it's Prime Minister. It's, it's ridiculous, yeah. So he, he, in that sense, has no public mandate. Yeah. He's also said that he will. he's quite willing to conscience... Uh, a no deal Brexit, which Parliament isn't. Parliament very clearly isn't. And also, he's inherited from Theresa May a tiny fucking majority. Yeah. But really small. Yeah. Someone t- I-, I didn't hear, but someone said, uh, uh, like Rory Stewart was asked the other day about it. Uh, he went well. Rory Stewart was one of the candidates. He was one of the candidates. Started. He was the guy who went round um, just sending out messages saying, "I'm I'm in a park." Yeah, yeah. Come he sidled up hello. to people in a park with a trench coat on. I kind of like him. So he was the normal one. I kind of like him because, and it's not that he's particularly that much more normal than the rest, but he's a little bit eccentric and odd. And and I think, I think he's more normal than the rest. I think he might be a bit more candidates. genuine rather than normal. I don't know if normal is the right yeah, word to apply to him. But in any case... Uh... He's the guy who... You, you just hear odd stories about him, like someone who worked in an office with him and she, she described that one day she just saw him... I think he'd left his case in another office. Do you remember this story? And she just saw Is him... Is this the one where he the, climbed the, the, up on the yeah, roof? Yeah, he, he just climbed out the window. She just realised he'd got in the office. And, and she's thinking, like, he's committed suicide. Yeah. But apparently he climbed a lot... There, there was a picture of this roof he climbed along, which looks really precarious, in order to get into an off- another yeah, office. he climbed out the window and climbed across and went into the other office. What was it window. for? Was it to get a briefcase or something? I what? think he had to retrieve his bat signal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, someone asked him... Uh, Amazing what he, what he, what he, his, he didn't go with Spider-Man. And first of all, he's resigned. Most of it was resigned. For, uh, I, I think he was a... Uh, 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 development software. I think he had to after everything he well, said. Also, he, but he, he said, he said he would, he said he would months well, ago. Right. But um, also, 
they, they are, someone asked him something. That, that, there's a famous thing doing the rounds now of James O'Brien saying, do you think Boris Johnson is dangerous? Yeah. And the reason it's doing the rounds is that he pauses for a fucking yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah. But what he said is, uh, well, Boris Johnson has a majority, uh, an effective majority of two, and I've got four friends. <laughs> Something like that. So he's going to, uh, for all his uh, bluster and his talk about, uh, I'll do it because I really believe, he's a very weak prime minister coming in, right? Uh-huh. He's got no, uh-huh. he's got almost no majority. Yep. The majority he does have is based on the DUP. And there's an awful, people even in the Conservative Party who don't like or trust him. Yeah. I would have thought quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he's also just just uh, I know it's, it's very unpredictable. He's not really. It, but the odd thing about Boris, and I say when I said before, I don't really know that much about him. It's mainly because he doesn't really say much about himself. Do you know what I mean? He keeps his private life very private. No, and if which you is, ask, which, if and you ask him, he can avoid it. But that part I'm fine with. I don't want to know people's private lives. I don't give a shit who they they're seeing or. You know, it's not like they're not doing anything illegal or whatever. You know, I can't decide on morality. Or morality I don't care how but... many kids he has, which is good because we're not allowed to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. I'd, right? I'd only care if it turned out I was his kid. That's all that really matters to me. As many as he is likes. That, is that is that a possibility? I, I I don't know without knowing any more details. If wow. my parents would have lied to me and everything, shit, I better find out. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to believe it, but that doesn't mean it's not true, does it? Listeners, if Shit. you think if you think you might be one of Boris Johnson's children, <laughs> let us know. We don't know how many there are. Right? Look, there's, there's at least three, and as many as sixty million. <laughs> I'm for him keeping his private life a secret. I'm fed up with hearing about people's private lives. I don't care who they're. Fed with hearing about Boris fucking Johnson's private life. I'm not hearing about Boris Johnson, let alone his private life. Um. But I mean, it's not just that. What I was going to say is it's not just his private life, but that's an example of also when he's in an interview, the odd time I see him in an interview, he manages to not say anything. He doesn't give a policy. He doesn't say how he's going to do anything. He just goes, he's going to do it. Well, he's, he goes, he's famously I'm shit gonna... on details. Oh, you're not kidding me. No, I'm not. No, you're not. I mean, like, shit on details. Maybe that's... People <laughs> say, how bad are you at details? Well, he's got between three and eight children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how bad he's on details. It's, it's a demonstration. Even that fact is a demonstration how he's on details. I doubt. I doubt he even knows. <laughs> I, I think it's extraordinary that he's managed to get into this power position without detailing a plan. You know, well, or, that's or what the methods he's going to use. Right? Like the, the, the Brexit party was the uh, came first in the European elections, having no manifesto. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, and not yeah. That's not hyperbole. They literally didn't have a manifesto. Yeah, they had the word Brexit, and pretty much that was it. But is this the way then? Is that, everything's changed a lot in the last few years? But is this the way now? Politicians stand much more chance of getting somewhere is not to say anything at all, other than their overall plan. They, they, but they, they don't even go into detail how they're going to do it. So I am just going to. Make sure we Brexit by Halloween. And that's all, we, all you've got to say. Just keep repeating it. <laughs> Donald Trump does the same thing. He never yeah. really says how he's going to do anything. He just says he's going to do this. He's going to, I'm going to build a wall. He doesn't say how the fuck he's going to build a wall or what it's going to be. He's just, I'm going to build a wall. And what he proved is that does work because you keep saying the same thing over and over again. And that, that turns out to be what most people want to hear, which is bizarre. 
Well, what they used to say about Trump was that um, the mistake was taking him literally and not seriously, whereas his voters were taking him seriously but not literally. Right, okay. Yeah. Which I, I don't know how true that is. I, I don't know. But the, 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 you know, this wall thing, people go, well, it might not be a literal wall, but he's, that's the direction we want to think in. Or but it's kind of the method of, uh, I don't know, it's, it, it, it's a way of giving people a focus because you're giving them something solid to think about. It's a wall. And, people go, and then people can discuss it for themselves. They can go, yeah, it's impossible. And they're doing his work for him. They're keeping it in the public forum and into discussion and so on. And he doesn't need to say anymore. But the, really all the problems we're complaining about with politicians and the stuff they say is really the problems with us as a society that we've changed. You, you know, think? they're only acknowledging, yeah, I, I don't know whether it was always like that or whether, the, you know, we, we, we're very fast and, you know, come from a time where there were just a few TV channels in our country and, and they could do a bit more investigative journalism and everything else. And nowadays I feel like really a lot of the... A lot of the facts are spread by social media right and the understandings and largely people who are already on tribe are agreeing with the person who's got the overall thing they're saying you know whether it's yeah you know just get rid of israel let's uh it's brexit let's whatever it is you, you give a a thing and then people who feel that way don't need to hear the detail of the plan yeah that, that i um i find that a lot is that what's really happening online when you look at discussions is People use the word virtue signaling a lot, signaling a lot, but it doesn't have to be virtue. It just has to be tribal membership. Mm. Like I'm, I'm signaling that I'm on this tribe. Right. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm a proper socialist, or I'm a proper Brexiter, or whatever it might be. And then it doesn't matter how coherent anything is following that. Right. You're on my side. How does all this change? I mean, you can't have... I'm just wondering, what, what would change? Like, when you hear someone's... Uh, like a, a, I don't know, a statesman says a fact or whatever, and it sounds dodgy, or you hear someone talking about a speech that Boris Johnson's given, or, or Trump, or whatever, and they say something... So, okay, with something like a speech, you can easily look that up and find out what the whole context was, yeah. right? You can look it up, you can Google the word context, and it'll give you a, a bit of a clue. But a lot of other facts, they're so buried now, it's, it's, it's hard to tell what is conspiracy, what is propaganda, and what is reality... And what I'm wondering is, when you're in doubt about that, what sites can you go to that don't have any bias that would give you a definite answer? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's a few. with You can look at Snopes and things like that. You can look at they, they, that fact-check stuff. There's a few fact-checking things. But people get annoyed at you fact-checking their tribal allegiance statements. Right. I, I, saw, I saw one a while ago. And this is this is not in political. It, it it was, uh, it was on Facebook. And it was one of these things. Uh, I'm I'm shit at Facebook, right? So I don't really know how this stuff works. But it, someone said, um, the number one ca- cause of death for women worldwide is male violence. Uh, that, 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 that is a, that is a fact. I thought they all died. Time, time, yeah. Right, but um, yeah. Uh, as a fan of the they UN, stop aging. And so I went, really? That's a that's that that's a weird framing because how would you refer, are you including war as male? Anyway, and I thought, but also surely disease. Yeah. And I looked and, and there's just no backup for this at all. It's just not a fact at all. Right. But this is a perfect example of of 
when we were saying, but it will suit what, a lot of people. What, hey, what's this right? podcast? And, was, and I just, I kind of wanted to to say, I wanted to write under it that it's not true. Uh, right. But to exactly do that, to that. do that, that's would look a really like good I'm example. Taking okay. A side that I'm not trying to take. I'm just say you're spreading a lie, <laughs> and you're spreading a. And I understand why you're spreading it. And it looks but, like you're sort of going, oh, it's only the second cause or whatever. Right, whatever. Like, there's no way that I can imagine me going, no, it's not, I've checked, and that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a neutral statement. You People can't go, do it without caveats. You can't do it with, I agree that you have to put, I agree that male violence is bad, or I agree that it does kill lots of women, blah, blah. But at and, the same and at time, which point, what am I even doing then? Because they, they, you know, well, whose side are you on? Oh, God, I'm why don't I be on a side. side? I'm not on a side. Stop lying. Sort of misrepresenting the world. Do you think mugs people are non-tribal? Because I don't think it takes many. I think it's a, the, I don't think most people do have a tribal mentality because uh, these things only they, they do well on social media and so on. But don't forget those clicks they get when, it, when you see someone. It's often so disappointing when you see someone's written something that's absolutely fucking insane, and then they've got ten thousand clicks or whatever, you know, retweets. Yeah, and you go. Wow, that's a lot of people who agree with you. I'm mixing up my different sort of medias. Yeah. Um, so you, you think that, wow, that's a lot of people who agree with you. But the truth is, of course, still the majority of people haven't agreed with them and haven't retweeted it. No, and uh, that's... But you... It, it's like publication bias, right? You only see... You've got this many retweets. You don't see how many people looked at it and just tutted and looked at the next thing. Sure. It is disappointing sometimes when you see someone's tweeted some total fucking, you know... Racist or sexist nonsense, or whatever, and uh, and and often it's on the side of good as well. That's that's where that's why I, I agree fully with what you're saying. Is often it's someone whose overall case is something I agree with. They're right. they're against racism, they're against sex yeah. and whatever, but then they throw in a fact that's totally utterly wrong, and now I feel like I in the same way I can't now criticize them without looking like I agree with sexism. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's it's maybe this is the tribe we're in. <laughs> Is the tribe that care more about facts than sides? Well, okay, but I, 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 don't, right. I don't think that's really true. But it, it's just it. It bothers it. It bothers me when people get facts wrong. It right. bothers me when people spread disinformation. But when people spread it on behalf of an argument that I'm roughly on the side of, it yeah. bothers me because I think when you're not doing us any good here, because somebody's someone who's like says there's someone like me but it's not convinced or not on the same side, and you read that, and they go, you know, and you read it, and you go, well, you look it up, say, and you go, that's a lie. Yeah. Well, then you've just lost a convert. Okay. I agree. There's, there's that. There's also the other thing I see the way facts are used and the way people seem to take them in and think they apply to them in ways that clearly don't, you know. I tell you, a little while ago, I met um, a teacher who, uh, this is after a gig, just like chatting to a little group of people, and then I asked what she did, and she was talking about her teacher, and then she made a joke, which I asked her whether she was joking about it, and then she started getting, like, clearly she was upset about this fact that she gets paid less than all her male counterparts as, as a teacher, right, in a secondary okay. school. Um, and then it was turned that... out, right, there's another man there who, who uh, then said what his wage was, which turned out to be the same as hers, which I imagine it would have to be. You couldn't have a different wage for a male and female teacher in a secondary I wouldn't have yeah, thought you know. that would be illegal right? yeah totally and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating only because there might be some other definitions or whatever that, I, I don't know but 
But the point was, she believed this was a fact because women are overall paid less than men overall. But therefore, she believed that meant that she and, was and paid less through their lives for the same and, hour and work. Yeah, yeah, right. as well. Yeah. And that's a weird embracing of a fact. So what happened? The, the, the guy came up and went, I, I am the same as you. He was, no, he was sitting with us, and there was like a small group of right. us and so on, and they, they worked together as teachers. But she so, believed he was paid more than her. Yeah. She, what well, happened she, when he said she that? was actually getting genuinely upset about the fact that it's not fair that she does the same job as and like him and other people in the school and gets paid less than them but she didn't have any reason to believe it other than she's read that women get paid less oh, than right. men so, right? so, she, so she just believed it solely because she heard that women get paid less so she thought it'd be it'd right. and I'm not talking about someone who was particularly stupid either I'm not having to go with someone stupid here right. I'm just going that that was her belief. And I do, I've come across this before where someone takes a fact and thinks that that's the way yeah. that is uniform throughout the world. Yes, yeah, very difficult, that. Yes, I've, I, I, I have come across that before where someone states an argument and, and you just kind of smell bullshit. Yeah. And you, well, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Do I. Say I think that's bullshit. Uh, and this happened to me once, uh, and it and it and I they immediately that was Edinburgh years ago. I, uh, right, the argument was uh, the woman said, "I don't believe a man has a right to an opinion about abortion." Right, which I think is a pretty extreme statement. Yeah. And I went. He doesn't have a right to be. Right, right, right to, to a opinion. feeling. He doesn't right. have a right to an idea. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I said. Do you believe a male doctor should be allowed <laughs> to perform an abortion? <laughs> yes. Do you think should? Yes. But surely he should have an opinion about whether. Deny. You can still did, argue that he shouldn't. Oh, he should just be forced. To, uh, no, not forced, but in the same way he shouldn't have an opinion about whether he's going to treat smokers with cancer or not. Sure. Right. So I don't know. I can still but argue, I can, I, I argue can, that one. But, but, but I, I can question her statement that a man has no right to an opinion of abortion. No, that's insane. And right? she decided that it was a against abortion, b really right wing, and c still really a Catholic. Because you didn't agree with her. Be, be, on that statement. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are still really a Catholic. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might not be devout or anything, but you are. It's just a fact. You're born that way. You can't help it. I will say, right. No? Wrong? Are you a Catholic or not? I'm not a Catholic, no. Yes, you are. I'm not. Because you don't believe? Yeah, I'm not a Catholic. All right, but you're from a Catholic family, and so therefore you're a Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I suppose I... Okay, no, metaphysically I'm not, because I don't <laughs> believe in the dogma of Catholicism. There, there, there are three or four things you have to believe in order right. to be a Catholic. I suppose I, I okay. I'm, I'm and honestly, I would have remained a Catholic longer if I hadn't known the metaphysics as well as I do. Okay. Yes. Oh no. All right. I'm. I'm. I'm playing at this because I suppose ethically I stay Jewish, whether I believe in in Judaism, you know, in, in Jewish yeah, gods sure. and all that kind of stuff. So. Right, but, but the, 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 you could say I'm Catholic as in like in the sense like I'm Catholic like I'm Irish. Yeah. I can that's get how a Catholic I meant it. I mean, passport. you are still, even though you don't believe. I mean, you know. You still like Christmas? <laughs> yeah, I do like Christmas. Do you not like? Why don't you like Christmas? I, d I don't dislike Christmas. Why do you hate Christmas? Say anything about Christmas. Jesus Christ, that went somewhere fast. Now we're talking about tribalism, Jesus. Um, so I say Jesus. How do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's psychological, is it? My head. 
I'm wondering whether there's a method, whether there's something that we need in the modern age. Yeah, sure, there are fact-checking sites and so on, right? But whether there needs to be a body, and you have to have, the only way you have this work, if there was a body where you could find out the true facts, it would have to be 100% reliable. And the only way to do that would have to be extreme punishments if they uh, deliberately put some information up that was wrong. I, I have thought this a lot. About yeah, there's some sort of government robbery, but people would hate it. People would would accuse it of being biased or because it's not always that easy. Yeah, that's to say what I'm wondering what is, is whether you could have one that you could prove, or or that is it possible for humanity to have a thing that isn't biased? Like even with the media, just about every media outlet has a bias, right? Yeah, of it's course. Very, very rare that you can read because it's hard to write anything without adjectives. <laughs> Once you start throwing those in, then you then you start instantly displaying a, ba- a bias. Which and in some ways, the really biased papers like the Sunday Mail and so on, uh, in some ways, you can be more comfortable reading it as long as you know what their bias is because you see through it. But with the more subtle media, you don't always recognise a bias straight away because it looks like they're just being fair enough. Well, uh, this is the, this is the problem with. Uh with the bullshit of populism, right? Yeah. Is that, how do you report it? Well, the President of the United States keeps lying, keeps saying things that are just fucking totally untrue. How does the, the New York Times have to say, uh, today the President lied about this and this? Now, they actually probably should do that, but it feels tribal when they do it. It feels really partisan when they do it. Right. So, uh, just to chuck in here, my favourite onion headline. Oh, onion headline. There's a Bush not liar. Bush says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who knows? All right, it's got to be. We need a robot to do it. How about that? Um, there needs ha- to be a who, media. Who programs the robot? How's the robot know what's true? All right, but yeah, but the programming could be out for. for could be for something that that programmers are allowed to look at all around the world and help create a program that would be. A, that would provide a media outlet that can't have a bias. Right, so it's peer-reviewed. All it can do is put out the absolute facts of what happened. This person said that. It wouldn't say he said it in an evil way. It wouldn't say what his expression was. It wouldn't say um, what he was trying to achieve by saying it. It wouldn't have any any of that uh, you know discussion. It would just go, these are the facts of what happened. And that'd be useful. It wouldn't be boring as shit to read, but it'd be useful for, for looking up it a story like and Wikipedia. finding out what the actual... And Wikipedia, no, Wikipedia, Wikipedia can have loads of bias. Wikipedia has, has lots of inaccuracies in it. Right. But, uh, as, as I know, do you know my story about Wikipedia? I don't know which my, story it is. My bro- okay, friend of the show, Matt Kirshen, but also my brother, on separate occasions, have doctored my Wikipedia page in amusing ways. <laughs> so, uh, my, my actual name is Nicholas Lewis Doody, right? Nick Doody is my name. Wikipedia, I don't know if it still says it, but it's certainly for ages ago. Nicholas Derek Jackson. Stage name Nick Doody. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But, which Matt Kirshen decided to put in. But it, that, that then got quoted <laughs> in a newspaper when I was doing a show in some town. Mm. And then the, yes. Then the, then the newspaper got used as a source for the lie. My, my brother put in that I worked as a mercenary in Indochina and had a massive collection of ladies' hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and also that I was... It's, it's good to go for one that's believable. And also that I was scared of spoons. <laughs> it's not, it's forks you're afraid of. That's right, yeah. It's fine with spoons. They're not natural. <laughs> 
But he, he, he didn't yeah. really think... What he did is he put that on IMDb, which will accept any old shit, yeah. and then he used that IMDb as the source for Wikipedia. Right. I have also been guilty of... Uh, of altering people's yeah 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 I, I, there's some lies on Wikipedia that I put there right really but yeah there are some funny <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna say what they are because I don't want them taken down because when uh, I I I I I, 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 I told Chortle that my brother had put the stuff up and Wikipedia took it down the next day uh, however Wikipedia is still more accurate than the Encyclopedia Britannica by a fucking shitload is it really much more much more why would it be because it's self-correcting. Like, you, you can find... Um, I, I once looked up uh, a... I think it was High School Musical. And one of the songs went, This is the song the boys have sex to. <laughs> and it's just someone's just messing around. But it was corrected a day later. It, yeah. it's, uh, it's overall... Uh, some, someone... Uh, the study of it, 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 it's much more accurate than like, the Encyclopedia Britannica was. So it just went by what they had, and if it, it, then it's printed and never gets changed. That'd be pretty good. You know, it is it is self-correcting. It's peer-reviewed. Yeah, yep. I, I'd be up for that. Some sort of. Yes, that would make sense because it is amazing how fast wrong information gets around. And also, how hard. What's interesting is not how fast it gets around actually, but how hard it is to catch up with. Like some ages ago, back when I was living with a number of Canadians. A comedy club booked me and put me out as Canadian comedian Kerry Marks. Like first right. time I'd seen it, right? I was booked. It was on the advertising Canadian, and I just thought, oh, that's quite amusing. Um, and then I, I couldn't stop this game. Not that I was going out my way to stop it. It didn't damage me. But for, for the next two or three years, I kept arriving at gigs, and I was always advertised as Canadian comedian. <laughs> and people would talk to me, and I'm clearly not Canadian. Then introduce me, and now we've got a comedian all the all way from, from Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah, frequently. I was going, and and I, I never understood how this got about. Sometimes you can't catch up with things. There's a couple of photos of me out there that, that get used. I turn up. There's one. It's it's fucking dreadful. It's like it's me looking like I haven't got. It's a weird position I'm in where I haven't got an arm. And I think it's a photo someone took at some point. I never had it done as part of a photo set. It wasn't a photo I was even aware of. I saw it one day on a comedy club wall, and then I started seeing it like with adverts, Kerry Marks on, a twi- on Twitter and other social media. And it's this weird picture where it looks like my arms. I don't have an arm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think we both have this. We're both just so such at social media. I, I have a picture. I still, I'll go to a club and there'll be a picture of me. And I'll go, I know that picture was taken the week before 9-11. <laughs> really? <laughs> the picture's yeah. so old. <laughs> but it's just out there. Look, whoever used it first, it got out there. Yeah. I had once, and I, this one I might have mentioned on our podcast before, so I won't give into. I'll give you a very quick brief on the story because okay, I don't expect you to have to listen to every single podcast. Okay, so ages ago, um, Dave Channel did, uh, they started a, co- a thing in Edinburgh where they do the worst joke and the best joke of the of the uh, the shows at the Edinburgh Fringe. Right, okay. Right, okay. Um, so, uh, and I got the worst joke that year, right? The worst joke of the Edinburgh Fringe. Worst and, joke. And it said in the thing, these are the worst jokes from all the shows, Right, that they've right. been on. So what actually happened was at the beginning of the Edinburgh Festival, uh, and I was doing the stand that year, and the stand had a, a press party the night before where they put on a few comedians, right? And obviously th- these aren't easy shows. You're going out performing to, they were quite a nice audience, but you're performing to a, a large number of the people for the press. Th- this right? build-up is amazing because all of us are 
we're going to hear the worst joke. The worst joke of the end. I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was. I'm not sure I even made it clear. But, but here's the I point remember. of it, though. Here's the point of it, though. Because it was just an audience of press, and that's not really the best audience to do, I didn't really want to do a piece of my show. So I walked out and very... And this, don't forget, this is not in my. This is not the show. This is a, a press thing. So I... A press launch. So I walked out and my anger was... Uh, I had a piece of paper and I said, these were jokes that weren't good enough to make my show this year, right? right? And they were all daft and silly and they were, they were good jokes and then everything got a really good laugh. But there were a couple of like bad puns right, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like that because yeah. I'm being silly and this is this is what... The, okay, so the individual jokes are unnecessary because the whole thing is a joke and there's funny, silly puns and stuff along the way, right? And the point is these jokes didn't make it into the show. So that's absolutely the angle and clear yep. and everyone gets that. And, and this was just after... Michael Jackson had died, and I think it went along the lines of um, there's going to be a lot of bad jokes. There's going to be a lot of jokes about Michael Jackson uh, this year uh, based on his lyrics, and that's bad. It's bad. Blah, 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 right? So, wow. That, right. That's, that, that's, that's pretty terrible. bad, right? Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think there was an extra line on it or something. <laughs> but I'm making fun of a type of joke amongst, in the context of the other jokes, yeah, yeah. right? Nevertheless, then it, it came out at the end of the festival, like uh, the, the worst joke of any of the shows at the Edinburgh Festival. But it wasn't in my show because that was the whole point of the piece. That's so horrible. So, so unfair. But the thing was, at the time, it only bugged me because I didn't mind that happening. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I, I did it as a bad joke, right? But for them to take it out of context and make it look like my show's yeah. shit when I've deliberately done a piece like that was pretty unfair. But And I thought of contact Dave and go... That's not okay. But by the time I was even realising this, it's I then out, checked the internet. Out there. I checked the internet. There was something like a hundred sites that had me <laughs> down as Kerry Marks who wrote the worst joke of any of the shows at the Edinburgh Festival. Do you have other jokes that have, that have got out of your control? Because you know, you know, I've I've got at least one joke, a couple, but like one really one joke that has got so out of my control, mm. it will never be attributed to me again. Which one? It, it, it's a line from it's a and the line as I used to do it, but it's been changed a bit. Uh, my line was: uh, "Every good story starts with a drink. Right. No good story ever starts with a salad." Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, right? Then suddenly I saw that outside pubs. I've and seen shit. it written outside pubs. I've been and that, yeah, that's me. You that's definitely put your my joke. Name under it. Look, I know how that feels. Boris Johnson did one of my lines, and I did that joke. <laughs> I did that joke on TV and I did it on the radio. And yeah. I, and a year later, someone and now, now I've had people texting me from LA with pictures going. Oh, I just saw your joke outside a bar in LA. At least it's it that way round, rather than people going, oh, you've nicked that joke. It was in a book about a how to quit drinking that I read. Right. When, uh, well, you know, people were, I'm thinking, well, I've maybe drinking a bit too much. I read this book called uh, This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. And she goes, oh, there's all these funny posters. And she went, wine, because no good story ever started with somebody eating a salad. I'm like, oh my God, I'm reading a book about quitting drinking, and yeah. I am quoted as part <laughs> of the problem. <laughs> yeah. But that's the point is when a piece of misinformation happens like that, it spreads so fast you can't get it's not like yeah, it's not like you saw it at the first pub and you could nip it in the bud straight away and go, No, that's mine because by the the fact it's appeared on that pub means it's already spread around all, all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know And it's not it's now it's now not thought of as somebody's joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know why I want to tell you this, but it's I think it's the worst joke I've ever heard. But so more than bit, my bad joke. Yeah, because 
Well, here's the thing. I'm trying to quote bad jokes. Is you've got to quote something that looks like a joke. Yeah. Whereas, in fact, if you watched all the comedy shows in Edinburgh, the worst jokes would be things that just didn't work at all. <laughs> like sentences... But yeah. that's another story. You know, they've been yeah, like yeah, horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I once saw an actor, I'm, I'm not going to say who she was, but there's... Uh, uh, tell me after. And I, I will tell you after. Uh, she went on, and she went, um, I'm from a little town called Birmingham. Anyone know Birmingham? Yay! <laughs> and and uh, there's, there's, a, there's a shop yeah. near me called uh, JD Sports. Do you know it? And she, the, the bloke who said he's from Birmingham went... Uh, no, so, sorry, she said, I'm from Birmingham. I'm from Birmingham. Oh, yeah, okay. And there's a shop near me called JD Sports. And she said to the guy who's from Birmingham, Do you know it? And he goes, No. And then she goes, It's uh, it's, it's in Bearwood? And he goes, I, I, I'm not really from there. And, and then she goes, Okay, so it's after the supermarket and you turn left <laughs> and it's just round there. And he goes, I don't know it. She goes, it's got a big white front. You must know it. And he goes, I'm sorry, I don't know it. She goes, you must know it. It's and then she went, why are you doing this to me? And, and walked off. Really? I know it is. It's the most astonishing I know it is. thing I've ever seen. I know, I know seen. it is. It's from that description. I'm yeah, yeah, sure. I know you know who it is. Um, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And if it was done on purpose, <laughs> then it's, amazing. it's almost genius. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a... <laughs> How dare you? Why are you doing this to me? I love ones where you sometimes you see a comic and you're just not sure whether they intended a particular funny or not, you know. And it's, there was once ages ago where uh, there was a time where everyone was complaining about how all the new acts are doing so many rape jokes and stuff. And uh, and then oh, I was yeah. I was down. I was uh, I was doing a closing gig at a night which was all new material, new new acts. New acts, most of them doing their first ever set. And there was one guy, he wasn't going well at all. And uh, and it, all these were acting as if he was being offensive and everything. And then finally he just went, oh, well, thanks anyway, good night. And then someone went, boo. And he went, what? I didn't even, I didn't do a rape joke. The timing of it was actually kind of sweet. Just you know? introduce the concept yeah. of rape jokes <laughs> unnecessarily. He yeah. <laughs> was confused. God. But the timing of it was really good. It was, if it, you know, it's actually a funny way to end a set. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever um, had a line that got a laugh that you didn't understand? One of my own lines. Yeah. Oh, plenty of times. Yeah. I, I it's happened a bit um, about it's a long time ago. You feel I like was, a fraud keeping that bit in as well when that happens. I, I, I used to like I, I I was brought up by my granny. Like mum and dad were there as well, but granny used to kind of bring me up when they weren't looking. Right. And I used to get this laugh, <laughs> yeah. and I never quite understood why they were yeah. laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's a sweet. I, I know what I mean by it. Yeah. I'd be surprised if I've done a good enough job of communicating it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe I have. Maybe it just works. Yeah. But I always used to think, oh, there's something dirty in this that I'm not seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I got quite a few of those ones. The ones that surprised me when they got a reaction, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's one in my, in my set at the moment, which is just about... Uh, where, and it, I, I won't give you the full story, but I realised that the pilot is watching pornography... Whilst flying, and um, he's left the microphone I, I know, on. Yeah. But then there's just a, a moment during I go, which is unprofessional, by the way. And it, sometimes I get a huge laugh, and I got no, it's not actually a joke, right? It's and it's like obviously it's unprofessional. It's <laughs> really like weird thing to say at that point, but it can get a really big reaction. It's like which I'm grateful for. But sometimes you do feel like a fraud when you're getting a big laugh for something, and you're going, yeah. "I'm not earning that laugh. I don't even. I can't honestly say I even understand it." I think sometimes a line is like a valve. 
that it allows the the audience already find it funny, but they have you haven't kind of explained to them where to laugh. Yeah. So you do this like oh I'll I'll do it here. Yeah, this no, is, I, I which totally is think unprofessional, I, by the way. Feels like a semi punchline. So yeah. like, oh I'll laugh here because it's funny. I know a lot of comedies definitely building up attention and then releasing yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting because sometimes you can release it at a wrong point, but the tension has built up at that point, so it needs to go somewhere. Yeah. Which is nice. It's, it's you know. But at the same time, I don't like to, to abuse that. No. I like to know why I'm getting a laugh. I don't like to go, there's something, I just keep saying it. it oh, no, works. no, so, yeah, yeah, yeah same. It, it, like, it, it bothers the fuck. It so bothers me if yeah. I'm getting a laugh that I don't really understand. Yeah. It's like, God, there's some pun about football that I don't know I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want, yeah, I want to be responsible for my act. Yeah. I had a line in my set in, in Australia where, and it was just like, oh, it's so hot out here. I'm not even having dreams at night. I'm having mirages, right? And it would, but, right, you know, it's just a passing. It, it started off, I just threw it in as a passing line somewhere. And it was getting, it got such a good reaction in Australia that I started opening with it. And it was like, fuck, that's an opening line in Australia. But not cool. most places. And not, and not solely because of the heat. Like, even if I said it out here after a hot day, it's not going to get the same reaction. No. Or if I said I'd come back from Australia, it was so hot out there, and then did the line there. It doesn't get that same reaction. So, and it's, it gets the reaction I expected to get, and what it actually deserves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're but you correct. Know, you know, but it's it's not. We know sometimes we get laughs that we don't deserve. Like sometimes you're following an act. The ideal, the, the best set you can ever have isn't following someone who's just stormed. It's not following someone who just died either. It's someone, someone who's, who's just about okay. Yeah, just about yeah, okay, yeah, 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 but yeah. haven't really hit that spot where they, if, if they've died... But they've fairly... amused the audience, Yeah, they haven't kicked it. Uh, but yeah, and we know yeah. sometimes we're getting unjustified. Oh, but it does also happen. Sometimes when someone has died, the reason I said it's not always when someone's died is because when someone's died, they often take the energy of the, the room down into the toilet with them, right? And you, you have to rescue that afterwards and the audience can be a bit pissed off, chatty and whatever, lose, yeah. lose attention. But every now and then... There's one where the audience turn on someone who's died and they die royally. Mm. And then the audience overcompensate for you when you come on. Right. And suddenly every little inflex is getting like huge reactions and you're just going, I'm not deserving one little bit of this. You're just trying to show me how much you didn't like the last guy. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, uh, Kirsty say often when she was touring with Mitch Benn, who would sell albums. Mitch Benn is a musical comedian uh, who had albums of his comedy songs. They would sell afterwards. Would say quite often it was the audiences who you felt weren't giving you much in the room yeah. would buy more albums. Oh no, afterwards. I'm sure that's true. Which is oh, in my when, odd, right? when I was single in this business, I learned and I, I used to talk about this is that if I had a fairly average gig, uh, I was more likely to have women come up and chat to me afterwards and so on. When I was single and looking, and when I would when I would hang around and <laughs> chat to people afterwards, uh, and much less likely, far less likely if I've uh, if I've stormed the gig. I think you become more un- unapproachable. That's interesting. That might be true. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, back in the day, I I I probably pulled more often after gigs that weren't very good. No, I always found that. I found it to the point where it became consistent. And, God, I never thought. About and it wasn't that. just pulled. It was more like, but women would stop and chat with me at the bar and stuff much, much more often if I'd had a fairly average gig. Because the, the, there is the thing, right? When you're a performer, especially if you're a comedian, yeah, you've been talking to them for twenty minutes, yeah. So there's this sense of you. you they know you a bit. Yes, they feel like you know them. 
But yeah, I guess if you just but maybe you seem much further away, blew the roof off it. Just, so quite... know this: if you're listening to this and you're, you know, and and you're a young comedian out on the pool or whatever, don't and, and, be funny. And you're don't doing be too it funny. just to get laid. If that's all you're doing it for, try to be relatively average. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but not too good. Just think approachable. Yeah, <laughs> just cut your best jokes. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, it's horrible how approachable you can be when you haven't had a good gig or you haven't enjoyed it and you get that thing it's people who come up to you afterwards and go I thought it was funny or I didn't think it was that bad or all these horrible stuff that yeah. makes you just go but maybe oh, that's, you, maybe that's everything the thing everything you like, say makes it worse if the entire room was just blown away yeah they've, they don't have anything very personal with you they were part of a big massive animal roaring yeah but if it went okay but they really liked it yeah. They feel much closer to you, right? Yes. And, and not not just like women men, like, like anyone who really like that they they feel like I want to go and talk to that guy because yeah. I think we've got a connection that the others don't have with it. Yes, right, yeah. 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 It's so back back in the days when you see the magic stuff, it was always that if you do a trick that's actually mind boggling, if something really blows people away, they go quiet. They just go silent. Oh, really? They're just confused. They don't know what to say. You know that thing that a lot of people in a dangerous situation actually just... Just freeze. They, they freeze, yeah. right? It almost, by, by standard I, effect. Yeah, it's by yeah. But, but I've, seen, I've seen that effect. And, you know, it's, it's a problem that with air crashes and so on in, in that there's a lot of people who simply will not move. They'll, they'll, uh, and even when the danger yeah. starts, they will freeze absolutely solidly until it's over. But I, as a magician, I was able to actually see that effect happen where someone sees something totally mind-bogglingly impossible. Wow. And... They can't speak. They can't. Uh, they, they just can't. They just kind of just stare until you release them from it with some other information or. They can't speak. Somebody help them out because the card they chose is in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they can't explain why. You, no, because you've done a magic trick that just stops them being able to speak. You've gone, I will now Fucking stop you hell. speaking. Yeah. Well, so, 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 okay. Did, when you had those in your act, what did you? Do? I mean, did, did you cut them or did you find a way to as a, recover? You mean, as a magic as a trick, magician, you mean? Yeah. Um, Okay, what a lot of magi- there's a magic trick which I think you will have seen. It's called Out of This World, and it's where um, you let's say I gave you, you're the punter, right? I give you a pack of cards, yeah, right? Um, shuffle them up and everything, and then you yeah. take the cards and you're gonna deal out cards one at a time. And if they're red, if you think they're red, you can't see, you look at the backs of cards. If you think it's a red card, you're gonna put it on the left pile, and if you think if it's think a black it's card, a... yeah, if you think it's like a... if I'm imagining I'm psychic and I can... yeah. Okay. Right? And, it, and it, each time you put it down, it's, it's one you do really slowly. You go, all right, so you're about to put this one on the black pile. Are you sure you don't want to change your mind? And they'll right. go, no, I'm definitely going to put it here. Um, this one. So they deal out, uh, basically, I'm, I'm going to simplify the effect as they understand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. As I'm they understand guessing it, in the end, they have amazingly, uh, Yeah, amazingly, they've correctly dealt the pack into what all ama- the red cards together trick. and all the black cards together. And sometimes I've seen that trick, it, it, the effect on people is mind-boggling. So there's something you would do occasionally when you do the trick, where you would put the pack down in a particular place near you, or, or put it um, half the pack on top of the other half of the pack for a moment, right? right? Um, which does help with the method for doing this. Okay. But at the same time, it takes an edge off and it gives them a bit of an explanation. Something might have happened there, and that's enough. That they then enjoy the trick more, rather than go, rather than just don't react at the end. Wow. 
there are odd times where other magicians have told me this as well, where they'll throw in something so that someone, even just like moving their hand over here, so you think that something must have happened there. Oh, because so you, you, otherwise you're left with no explanation whatsoever. So you have to, you you have get to no give way them out. that little kind of psychological bridge yeah. of, even though I don't know what it is, I reckon that was a little bit naughty there. Yes, something Even though I don't know there. what it is. Something happened there. Something happened there, and he fooled me somehow. Brilliant. Yeah. But if they can't see anything, yeah. then they don't know how to react. And you know what the other thing is? They give you more kudos. If they think there was a moment that happened, they go, right. oh, you did something there, but they don't know what it is. They actually are more impressed than if just something impossible happened right in front of them. That's so That they can't explain, because they don't even know how to connect that with anything. You know? They don't even know where, where to, uh, where, what, what to attribute it to. So they this, don't attribute it to anything. This might be why I don't know how to react to Boris Johnson being Prime Minister. That was a really good way of bringing this back yeah. to the subject. I've, I literally, I, I watched him give his speech on number 10 and I just, literally, it felt like... I didn't is, see it. Tell us what you said in the speech. It, I, I, Paraphrase. I, I couldn't, I, it was just, well, he's definitely leaving on the 31st of October, come what may. Right. He's going to get a better deal without the Irish backstop. Uh he used the word gloomsters. If you've got to stop saying come what may, because nothing come what did from May. <laughs> may did not come what. No. I think I think Theresa May just folded her clothes and walked into the sea today. She had a final dig at Corbyn. Did you see him in... In, uh, uh, oh, uh, in the longest Prime Minister's Question Times in history, apparently. Was it? Yeah. I don't know that. She had a dig at him, and uh, what was it she was saying? It was, it was along the lines of, um, uh, I, I'm leaving because I know it's my time. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, maybe... Maybe you should consider... Could, could, yeah, learn, yeah. could learn from that and so on. Uh, really awful to use your failure as a dig at someone else, but... I know. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Have you considered dying as <laughs> <Yeah>. failure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like me? <laughs> He, uh, I, I honestly, uh, Matt, whose flat we're in, uh, came back, he opened the laptop, we, pl- we played the thing, watched it, and I felt like I was watching something directed by Russell T. Davis. Really? It felt like I'm in some dystopian, weird imagination of what might happen to Britain. But you can't tell me any specific thing he said? Uh, or rough? A, a, yeah, don't believe the doom of glooms, gloomsters. Uh, the Gloomsters. We'll do this. It starts. I now. always love a new word. Yeah, uh, that's how to get around it. But at the same time, whilst I then, don't believe him for a minute, I then do like he the produced fact... a card from his top. Yeah, did he? That what he did. And everyone was silent. Anyway, a bunch of flowers. <laughs> um, I whilst I don't believe any sincerity for it, and I don't trust the guy for a second. It, it is a slight relief having someone. It seems we're gonna do this fucking Brexit thing. It's, uh, the, the difference with May is she, she always made it seem like it was something so reluctant, you know, which it was. Yeah. Right? I'd, I'd rather hear someone, even if it's not true, and this is the thing, we're, we're talking about lying to the public, well, but even she, if it's not she, true, she, she, I'd rather she, hear she someone say fa- it's going to be great. She never was able to communicate the idea that it would be a good thing. Right. Because she knew it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Boris Johnson has decided to nail his colours to the mass of this is a good thing. But it's not so for me. I'm not. I'm not such an idiot that I, because he says it's going to be a good thing and Britain's great and everything that I'm going to fall for that. But I don't want someone trying to initiate a plan that they they don't think is going to be good in the first place. You know. Yeah. I want to at least have someone there who's going. I'm doing this thing, and the reason I'm doing it, even if I don't fully believe, she but shouldn't, have, she shouldn't have called her. She shouldn't have called her deal Operation Cyanide. No, that was a really bad yeah. idea. Um, yeah. But he's oh, fuck. He 
it's going to be this thing. She shouldn't have said things like it's going to be a great suicide. (laughs) Yes, we're going to regret this, but in a lovely way. He voted for pain. Yeah, he voted for pain. I know. uh, uh, If if you uh, didn't follow, this was uh, Vince Cable reported he had a meeting with uh, Theresa May when he went. But is 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 this going to cause great pain to the uh, British people? And reportedly, uh, she said they voted for pain. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Theresa May, world's worst bus driver. <laughs> but we're hearing this out of context and we might be guilty of doing this very thing we talked about because she might have actually said, they voted for pain, but I'm going to give them joy. Yeah. And she also must have, might have, she also might have gone, oh, was this your car? <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed by that now. Um, I, just, I, I just feel like <laughs> now I'm realising you, you can make people silent by just blowing their minds. Yeah, it's not... Most people, but I've seen it happen, and it's it's an odd characteristic. But it's not it's not that uncommon for people to react in shocking the world. A little while shock, ago, I watched one of those. Um, it was, uh, I was like on YouTube, someone doing stunts on people and so on. It was one of those quite cruel ones where they had a good setup. Right. You know, they'd get a friend involved or whatever, and then someone find themselves in a situation where. People who, it's really odd when you watch the ones, the kind of pranks where someone thinks the house is haunted or there's a spirit or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know for certain, because I've been in situations like that, I know how I would react is I would laugh or just think this is stupid because there's no such thing as ghosts, right? Yes. I'm not going to, it's not going to, I don't, but you can see the people are being chosen for this. So they're already like, you see them going, ah, ah. there's something oh, moving over Netflix there. Like, thing ah. where they, they, they get like uh, horror directors and makeup artists to, to, Oh, I don't know because it was it was people. well done, but it was it was I was watching it was ages ago. I was watching clips of it on YouTube, oh, and so, okay. so maybe it was part of a program that someone had put up these things on. But what was interesting was how many people are terrified but don't run, right? Yes, and these are the ones who really believe something's going on and it's haunted, and they're this is clearly terrified. They're ah, ah, but they're not moving, they're not going anywhere. They're not doing. They're not able to protect themselves. No, it's amazing. There could be there was one with a some someone in a. They're in a car and then suddenly they think there's a load of monsters attacking them and so on. But they didn't even put up the windows. Do you know, they, they several several in a row, they got into the back of the car and were scared. But they didn't do up the windows first or lock the doors. It was like they lost all sense. You know, you, yeah. in, in most films we'd see the, the lead character, even if they're not like a professional sort of trained person, they would do the basic, they lock the house, they lock the windows, whatever, because there's some presence outside, there's something outside. But actually, a lot of people wouldn't even no, do they that. They just I, crawl, crawl into a corner and from, shake. From experience, like like doing martial arts, if you've if you've just if if you've trained for the difference between how you would react if someone's doing something to you, or, or, how you would react if you've never practiced at all. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, you don't. You have to actually practice it. Yes. Otherwise, your body will yes. your body will tell you what to do and let you down. Yeah. That's why I think the country right now is in some trembling shock in a corner. We're in, we're in trauma. Waiting to see what happens. And tomorrow will be the hottest day and tomorrow's in gonna history make us apathetic on, any on a different level. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's all we know. We'll, we'll report in the next. Po- oh, I'm not sure where the next one will be. You're going up to Edinburgh in a few days, aren't you? We might be able yeah. to get one in before that. I'm not sure. But, um, we might. But, but if, if not, if you're... not uh, I, will, I think I'll try to interview some people in Edinburgh. All right, I think it'd be nice to do some interviews up there. Gradually edge carry out of the podcast. So right, the... <laughs> I understand. Um, mention your show for anyone who's going up to Edinburgh. I'm doing a show in Edinburgh. It's called. Yeah, that's not enough. It's called I Will Milk You. And my name's Nick Doody. <laughs> I will milk you. Where are you on? It's 
Call that. I'm on at the uh, I'm on at the Liquid Rooms Annex at nine fifteen. All right, this is a great room, and it's, it's a good a, time. It's a, it's a great. It's a very room. good time actually. Yeah. Yeah, proper so, proper evening stand up comedy. So come time. along, and do you know what? If you if you listen to the podcast and come along, uh, say hello afterwards. Say you listen to the podcast. It would be it would be absolutely lovely to hear some of you. Yeah, to meet you. And can you also do lots of other things for us? You know, can you like tell other people to listen to the podcast? Make them don't 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 be afraid of using force. I'm yeah. not against. And also, I, I'm right stuck reasons. in London because of the heat wrecking the trains. So if you listen to this and you're getting it in time. Could you give me some socks <laughs> and a lift, like like small light ones, not like heavy woolen ones? He's very particular about the, the socks people give him. Yeah, I, I, Jeez, it's, I think one be more grateful. it's one of the things. Thank you for listening. Yeah, cheers. Put your own outro here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>